This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back, everybody, to Fantasy Football Today, DFS. It's your Week 5 game-by-game preview. And, of course, as always, I'm joined by Mike McClure. Mike, how's it going? Are you back in the friendly confines of of your place? We are back in the friendly confines. Chief is back with me as well. I'm sure he will try to make an appearance today. Uh, But, yes, feels good. Long, long, long two weeks. Uh, You know, it's never fun to have happen, but if I could pick when it would happen, it certainly wouldn't be during the first five weeks of the NFL season. That's for sure. Yeah, the timing was not great. The timing is never great for those things, but certainly uh, not super ideal. Well, we're glad to have you back in, in, the, in, your, in your place. And, and honestly, like last week when you were doing it from somewhere else, obviously uh, super appreciate you putting your best foot forward to come on to this show. And I want to get right to it. But before I do, I do want to mention that the FFT DFS contest, we have plenty of spots open. We actually put, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, um, we actually put the contest link in the chat so you can find it there. But if you're listening to the podcast later, uh, you can always, uh, it, it, the, the link is in the podcast description. So keep that in mind. There's so many ways to sign up. It's only five bucks and we're definitely going to feature the winner just like we do every week uh, in our Tuesday recap. Mike, let's get started with a big one, at least a big one from a fantasy football, uh, or I should say from a daily fantasy football standpoint, or I think it's a big one. I don't know. There's a lot of ways to play the Giants-Dolphins game. And there's a, there's a couple guys I really like in this one. So we have the Giants. This line is really moving. It's plus 12.5 now. The total is 47.5. And I say it's moving because a couple of days ago, I'm pretty sure this line was like at 10. Maybe even yesterday it was 11. Now it's 12.5. Totally makes sense that it's moving. I'm curious what you think about this one. And, and I have a couple of guys that I want to consider for tournaments and cash. I don't know, Mike, that I'm going to be on Tyreek Hill this week. And it's not because I don't like Tyreek Hill against the Giants. It's because there's other stacks that are going to be really expensive for me that I'm going to. However, the players I really want to get a piece of are Devon A-Chain or A-Chan at 6100 I think that's an incredible price, both in cash and tournament. And I think Wandale Robinson at the Stone Mim 3000 is very interesting. I think he's the best receiver on that team, personally. Their targets are starting to ramp up. Do you like either of those two guys? And is there a way you're actually thinking of stacking this game or maybe even playing Daniel Jones in a super negative game script? You know, I'm glad you mentioned Daniel Jones in a super negative game script. Uh, I think that that is a very interesting call out, uh, mostly because I I think he's still going to have opportunities to rack up, you know, a touchdown worth of rushing yards for sure. Right. Uh, I think that's still going to exist. So I I love that call out. Uh, A chain. I don't know how to say his name. You tried. I don't know. I I admittedly don't know. Um, That's who I like, though. The Dolphins running back $6,100. I I do like him a lot here. I think he's going to have plenty of opportunity. And then you mentioned the other one, Wondell Robinson. I think he's going to ultimately be relatively popular. Uh, It's kind of a free square, in my opinion. The target volume is starting to get there. The game script certainly is going to be there. I I think that they're going to allow some of those yardage, uh, you know, those plays a little bit later in the game as well. Uh, I think they're going to be content uh, in a little bit more of a prevent style defense. So I like Wondell Robinson a lot. At 3K, I think he's a cash game lock, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone I'll have across the board. Uh, it really allows you to get exposure to some of those expensive players. And I, I think he's still got 20 fantasy point upside for sure. 
Yeah, and, and I'll note when it comes to A-Chan, A-Chan, uh, the New York Giants allowing 4.33 yards per carry, which is, you know, bottom 10 in the league there. Let me ask you this before we move on to the next game, Panthers-Lions, which I think is also interesting. A lot of these games are interesting, frankly. Now, not a lot of people are going to play the Tua-Tyreek stack. They're just That's just not going to happen as much this week, in my opinion. Maybe you can tell me otherwise. Knowing that the Giants... They do bring a lot of pressure. And we know Tyreek Hill is the target monster. He's, a, he's particularly a target monster when pressure is brought, by the way. But he's a target monster anyway for Tua. Would this be a sneaky thing to do to, to just avoid A-Chan, who's going to be very popular, and just play that Tua-Tyreek stack? You bring it back with a, like a low-end Wandale. Or you bring it back with nobody. It's up to you. But Wandale certainly would make sense there. W- would you recommend to people that are doing, let's say, five iterations of a lineup and they wanted to have a different stack in each one, which I'm not recommending. I'm just kind of putting this out there as a hypothetical would Tua to Tyreek be one of them, or are you just off that one this week? Uh, I'm going to be off it there. I, I think that the scenario where I could see it working and getting there is just Tyreek by himself. Uh, I think that there's certainly a possibility where Tyreek lands in the end zone twice, ha- has the yardage, but it's not a six-touchdown day from Tua, uh, or mm-hmm. four-touchdown day even. Uh, I think that the running backs will be involved. But it's not going to shock me at all if Tyreek has that 60, 70-yard touchdown uh, at some point in this game. So I, I would be more interested in playing Tyreek on his own. Um, however, if the Giants are able to push, a, a Tua stack could very well win you a lot of money here. Uh, you know, you mentioned where this game, the line movement, I, it's always interesting to look at the line movement over the last few days when it, when it is super relevant. I still think we're early enough in the season where you look at preseason look-ahead lines uh, and when some of these markets actually opened. The spread on this game opened Dolphins minus four and a half. Wow. Four and a half. We've seen more than a touchdown worth of movement. Uh, and this thing might close at 13. Mm-hmm. Uh Always interesting when you see those kind of overreactions, and I'll highlight a couple of those in some of the other games, Uh, but I don't think it's totally crazy. I know that they've lost players to injury. I don't think it's totally crazy if you're someone playing tournaments and building lineups to kind of build out what the original game script might have looked like. So Mm -hmm. build out a game script where it's a a four-and-a-half point spread, not a 12-and-a-half. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world because that's certainly not what the general public is doing in this game. Yeah, uh, that's a really, really interesting point about that look ahead and what the game might look like to us right now and what the game might actually be. Uh, before I get off that game, you mentioned Wondell Robinson in cash. Would you say A-Chain a- is, is a-, a cash? Not, I don't, you don't have to say lock, but is he, is he in, the, in that cash group as well as far as the running backs are concerned? Definitely in the cash group. Uh, far from the lock, you know, to get like the true cash game lock there, it'd probably need to be like 5K. Um, not mm-hmm. 6,100. Uh, it's not quite the, the same on a PPR site like Wandale where I said kind of a lock there, um, but certainly firmly in the player pool. So another guy that I think is in sort of the, the, the cash game category in a big way is the running back for the Detroit Lions. That's the next game we're going to go to. It's the Carolina Panthers plus 10 at the Lions. It's a 44-point total. That's kind of one of those middling totals. This seems like a game where people are going to be off Jared Goff, maybe off Amon Ross St. Brown and the receiver group a little, little bit, and they're just going to hammer David Montgomery, especially in cash. He's 6,600, unless I'm getting that wrong. Well, yeah, he's 6,600 in DraftKings. Uh, Carolina allowing a lot to running backs, about five yards per carry. Like, that is not very good. And we know David Montgomery in neutral and positive game scripts, he gets a ton of work. So my first question for you, is David Montgomery a cash game I hate saying the word lock because it just boxes you in, but is, is he, is he kind of in that like sort of top five running backs from a cash game standpoint? And are you playing this game any other way? I know Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard, if, if Sanders somehow like maybe misses practice today, maybe Hubbard's a uh, Hubbard's a value there. Any other way you're playing this other than maybe playing David Montgomery? Uh, yeah, not playing it at this point. Uh, David Montgomery is certainly someone who's in the player pool. Uh, I'm just a touch lower on him than the, than the market is, I think. Um, still like him. Still, again, in the player pool. Uh, as far as the other situation, though, Truba Hubbard, I mean, if he's going to be the back, then I, I think you can certainly start to include him. Um, but overall, I'm mostly off of this game. Uh, this, yeah. this is not a situation that I have a ton of interest in, frankly. 
Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'll just point out again that if, if Sanders, like we, the, this is one of those things, I, I'm not really sure if Miles Sanders is, is hurt or not, but if for some reason, first of all, they're, they're already kind of splitting touches, but if for some reason Miles Sanders isn't playing, I think Hubbard becomes, even though it's not a good matchup because the lines have been very good against the run, Hubbard gives you that salary relief at the running back position right. that you're just not going to find because you know Hubbard's in that 4K range. I believe he is 4,500 as I double check. And yep. he is. He's 4,500 on DraftKings. So um, that's something to consider. Adam Thielen, would he be anywhere in the conversation for Carolina at 5,100? Or are we just, at this point, we're moving on from Adam Thielen? Uh, I'm not totally sold on having to move on. I think the game script could certainly uh, be one that, that's beneficial to him. Um, I also, he's honestly a guy, we've seen him in his career play in those controlled environments in the dome, getting to go back to Detroit, obviously didn't play for Detroit, he played for Minnesota, but played in those controlled environments more. I I do tend to trust him a little more in those situations. I think it's more comfortable for him. Um, and and the game script kind of supports it. So if you wanted to include him, I, I think he's definitely that next piece after Montgomery, uh, but Chuba Hubbard would be the piece. Uh, looking at everything here, he would be cash game lock status if Sanders was out. All right. Sounds good. Let's go to a game that I'm guessing you're not going to be on. I mean, I have a couple guys to consider maybe in this Ravens game. They're at the Steelers. Ravens, this line is creeping up too. I, I believe it was like three and a half uh, a couple days ago. Now we got the Ravens minus four and a half. The Steelers, I think, are trotting out. Uh, their actual starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett, but I, I'm not 100% sure about that. It looks like he logged in some practices this week. Otherwise, it would be Mitch Trubisky. This is a total of 38. It's just not a sexy play other than maybe, Mike, maybe you like Lamar. Maybe you think he steals all the, the rushing equity from a touchdown standpoint and just a rushing yard standpoint, and maybe the Lamar-Andrews connection can can live on from last week as well. Are you even considering this, or do we just move on? I'm mostly moving on. I think that if you wanted to play Mark Andrews, the price point is fine at 5,500. I would shy away at like 6K, 62, something like that. But at 55, in in games that we know kind of always get more competitive than they should be, uh, I do think he is a comfortable option. It's been encouraging to see some of the targets in week two, three, and four here for him. Uh, You know, I'm not, he's catching a lot of them, which is great. So, um, I'm mostly off of this game, though. And to highlight some of the line movement there, this game opened minus one, sitting minus four. Um, yeah, so definitely some line movement in it, but I'm mostly off of it. All right. Well, we're going to talk about this. Uh, this next one is is interesting to me. I don't think I'm going to be on it largely. It, it's the Texans and the Falcons. But before we even get there, let's hear a message from our partners. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. So this next game is, of course, the Texans and the Falcons. It's, a, it's, it's teetering on like close to pick them, but the Texans are plus one and a half. It's a 41 and a half point total. Certainly not the total you're looking for, but there is a guy I really like. It's just that he's so expensive. And Mike, I wonder if you're getting to him. Now, listen, I'm not going to play CJ Stroud. I'm probably not going to play Nico Collins or Tank Dell either because I don't think this is the type of game where we're going to see high pace and a lot of scoring. And I do respect the Atlanta Falcons secondary, particularly A.J. Terrell. With all that said, it does seem like a potential Bijan breakout. Are you on board with that, or are you just not willing to spend 7700 on a running back? I know you like to spend on the receivers and the stacks. So I like Bijan. I mean, we all know that he's just such a special talent at this point. Um, I think the thing that you got to consider, though, when you look at him here, like it's not just the running game. Like We're, we're talking consistent passing volume on a site like mm-hmm. DK. Uh, I mean, when I look at this, if, if you pull up the player card and just kind of cover your hand over that, this looks like Alvin Kamara 
at points in his career when he used to be $9,000 on DraftKings. That, that's what mm-hmm. the game logs look like, right, in terms of the number of touches, the way they're split up. I mean, we're, we're talking games here where he's scoring 20 fantasy points without a touchdown. He, he's not yeah. in the end zone yet. Like, this is 30 to 40 fantasy point upside. I know it sounds crazy to say 40 fantasy point upside, but that's literally what we're talking about here. Um, and, and if there was a matchup for it to happen, I, I definitely think it could be this. I think this game is super, super sneaky. Um so, yes, I, I do like Bijan Robinson. And, you know, I, when I mentioned that I was maybe just a touch lower on David Montgomery than the market, that's why. Uh, the $1,000 difference basically between the two, I, I prefer Bijan Robinson. Do you think you can fit Bijan in your, your cash game tournaments? Uh, or Yeah. I can. Um, and the reason for that is why I kind of said Wondell Robinson from the Giants at 3K was kind of that, that cash lock. He's going to be there. Um, and, and then – Honestly, we talked about Chuba Hubbard. If Miles Sanders goes in with a significant injury designation there, I I don't mind playing uh, Chuba Hubbard in that spot. I think he's going to catch yeah. some passes after looking through it. Yeah, honestly, I think Chuba Hubbard could be good even if they both play. Not good like he's going to be amazing, but good. He, I think he could still pay off his 4500 price tag potentially uh, if Miles Sanders is, is in that game. I mean, we'll have to wait and see on that. Anybody else in this game that you like? Are you playing anything on the Texan side? No, I'm not getting anywhere on the Texan sign. Uh, and yeah, go ahead. No, you're. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna say like one guy. I, uh, Meg and I brought up uh, Meg, uh, Megan Schaup on the Tuesday show. I mean, the best tight end for Atlanta. Of course, it's not Kyle Pitts. It's Jonu Smith, who has caught 15 of 20 targets over his last three games, which is pretty remarkable. And he's 2,900. Is this a spot where you would, whether you're playing double tight end or just one tight end, is this a spot where, again, from a salary relief standpoint and just from a volume standpoint, hey, Johnu might get you three or four receptions for 45 yards. Maybe that's just enough to just stick him in your lineup. Yeah, I don't mind it. I would have to be a little more bullish on just the overall game to get there, but I think it's totally viable. Totally viable. All right. All right. Uh, Something not viable is, in my opinion, anything Patriots Uh, or really. I mean, listen, the Saints, Saints are interesting here. They're plus one at the Patriots. It's a 40 point total. We know the Patriots just took some major hits on the defensive side of the ball in that blowout loss to Dallas. I think maybe you could consider some some guys on the Saints end. I mean, obviously, Alvin Kamara is at least interesting. I can tell you that I haven't really considered anybody in this game. I mean, Alvin Kamara is 6,300. Chris Olave, 6,900. Like, I I just don't see myself getting anywhere. Ramondre Stevenson, interesting at 5,600. Anyone you like in this game? I mean, I think we have to to at least talk about uh, what Alvin Kamara did. 13 Mm -hmm. receptions on 14 targets, but for only 33 yards. Um, I mean, are we going to continue to to play that game? Because if we are, he's – Clearly got massive, massive upside. Um, He's going to be in my player pool again just because of what we saw. I mean, it's just such a ridiculous stat. Um, He's going to be in my player pool because anyone getting that kind of target volume is uh, is, should be $7,000 plus for sure. Is he getting ownership, Mike? I can't imagine he's high up there. I don't believe so. Let me quickly glance. I don't... Yeah, he is. Um, okay. I'm showing him as the right around the same ownership as Bijan. Uh, oh. Yeah, not the third or fourth highest on running back. I, I think. Wow. Yeah. And let me ask you this: in in cash games, if it's between A Chain or Kamara, and you have to choose one, uh, and same question for tournaments. Oh, man, going into this, it was A Chain, but now that I'm looking at everything Kamara live on the show. Um, Kind of like that floor, if we can even assume 30% of that volume. Yeah. For both tournaments and, and cash or Kamara for, tur- for Kamara for cash and A-Chain for tournaments? Probably Kamara everywhere. Uh, gotcha. Both will be in the player pool, though. Yeah. All right. I like it. Uh, another interesting game. Uh, the Titans minus two and a half at the Colts. It's a 43 and a half point total. This total's gone down just a little bit. I think this is interesting. Listen, I don't know that I'm going to get up to paying for Derrick Henry, but I got to think that's the sentiment for most people. I'm not looking at ownership right now. I, I think, Mike, if he's low-owned, I wouldn't mind playing Derrick Henry as kind of a contrarian play. But then it's Anthony Richardson on the other side. Like, this guy's a beast. Now he gets the Tennessee Titans front, which is very formidable. But 
I'm not 100% sure anything's going to stop Anthony Richardson right now. Are you interested in that side of the ball at all, or is there anybody in this game you like? Uh, I mean, I think Richardson's definitely viable. Uh, I think this game will be a competitive one. These two teams, when they meet, it's almost always competitive here. Um, As far as Derrick Henry, I'm not going to get there. I think it it makes a little bit of sense. Um, I like Bijan. I like Kamara. I like a lot of these guys just a little bit more. Um, I know that it's a depressed price point on Henry, but it it really hasn't been the same with him uh, just in terms of volume and some of the play calling in general. So I'm probably out on Derrick Henry for another week or two until we start to get him at like 6,600, 6,800, which I I think will ultimately happen at some point this season. Uh, So I'm going to be out there. Richardson is fine. Um, Not going to game stack this though. Gotcha. Uh, I'll point out that if you're looking for cheap defenses, I just sung the praises of Anthony Richardson, but uh, the Titans defense is 2,400. I mean, again, for a cheap defense, the Colts probably aren't going to have a lot of passing volumes. You're probably not going to get like those turnovers that you want in in those passing offenses. But I think because the Titans defense can really show up and because Anthony Richardson's a young quarterback, I think that's at least viable. Uh, So no Pittman for you. Uh, Kyle Granson, does he ever make it on your radar, Mike? He does. Uh, it's right on the fringe. But if you're looking to save some salary at tight end, uh, I definitely think it is viable uh, in this kind of a matchup for sure. All right. Well, listen, I think it's time for us to skip ahead to the four o'clock games, unless I forgot a game like I did last week. And we had to, I had people, Mike, asking me about that. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. That game's actually at the end of the podcast. Uh, I realized it um, a little too late, but I, but I got it in there. So we're going to skip ahead to the four o'clock games. Uh, we've covered all the one o'clock games, I believe. And before we do that, we're going to hear one more message from our partners. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves, demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop, make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. All right, and we are back, and I see in the chat, um, great chat, by the way, Greg Gousset says, Sia, could we have a moment of silence at the end of the show for Commanders fans? I happen to be one, as I know you are as well. Let's do it right now. Moment of silence begins right now, and it's done. All right, yeah, that was uh, that was not great. A little embarrassing on a featured spot, and honestly, every time Washington has a primetime game, it feels like every time for the last 20 years, it's been like really bad, and quite frankly, kind of like embarrassing, so... Whatever. I think we're on the right track. We just probably need a new quarterback. Um, all right. Let's go to 405. We have four four o'clock games, Mike. Two start at 405, two start at 425. That's important for late swap purposes. Um, whether you're playing just the afternoon slate or the main slate, you know, two of these games, you can start doing your late swap. Actually, at like, you know, 420, you're still viable to do some late swaps with some games that like these, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good games in this four o'clock. So there's a lot of late swapping you might want to do on this slate. If you don't have experience with it, maybe this is the week for you to engage. And a lot of people, Mike, I think they just forget to late swap. They're just so invested in the main slate and how well some lineups are doing and how poorly some lineups are doing that they don't think to go back to some of those lineups and be like, all right, what can I do to catch up to the field? Uh, With all that said, I have this game that I really like at 405. Eagles minus four at the Rams. It's a 50-point total. I mean, I love the fact that this spread is tight. And it, it, it seems to me that, like, the market is saying, hey, the Rams are going to be able to push back, much like Washington did last week against the Eagles. Obviously love the Eagles side of this. I love Jalen Hurts, too. Um, Devontae Smith. I probably like the A.J. Brown stack uh, even more than that. But both of them certainly viable. I like DeAndre Swift. On the Rams side, not 100% sure about Cooper Cup, whether he's coming back. He needs to be activated off IR by Saturday. His practice window opened up, but he hasn't actually been officially activated off IR. They have until Saturday afternoon to do that. He did log in a full practice on Thursday, though. So we'll just have to wait for the reports there. But certainly the Rams side of the ball with Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua, maybe even Tutu Atwell. There's just a lot to consider here. Are you with me that an Eagles stack is maybe a, a primary stack for you, like a top three stack? It is, definitely. Uh, I think this is a great, great spot for the Eagles. Um, I I think that whenever you talk about the Eagles, because of how dominant they are in the rushing game, your game stacks can kind of, you know, get a little different than some of the other teams. 
Uh, I do think that the Rams can push them just enough. I think it could be a late cover from the Eagles in this game in terms of looking at the spread here. Um, I expect Cooper Cup to play. Uh, we did see a report about like 2023, right, right when we started recording this today, actually. Uh, I believe that the Rams are expecting Cooper Cup to be active uh, on Sunday, which makes sense after a full practice. He definitely wants to be out there. Um, we'll see how sharp he is, you know, in the debut, but just his presence alone certainly doesn't hurt anything for, for the Rams side. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so the Jalen Hurts, let me ask you this, because I think most people, they're, they're just going to be inclined to say, all right, Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown. We, we see what those two can do. We saw it last week. Um, that is a little kind of recency bias-ish because we know Devontae Smith is in this conversation as well. And we have that concentrated target share. It almost makes me want to have like two lineups and, and almost mirrors of each other, one with A.J. Brown, one with Devontae Smith. Obviously, the Devontae Smith one will have some money left over so you can make some tweaks with that extra money. But do you see these guys? I mean, w- listen, you're, you're looking at like optimal lineups, right? And, and obviously, there's going to be probably more ownership, I'm guessing, on A.J. Brown versus Devontae Smith, which makes him probably less optimal than, than a Devontae Smith stack. How are you kind of figuring that one out this week? Yeah, it's super interesting. Uh, I, you, you're right. A.J. Brown is definitely the guy you probably would want to go lock in. The target volume is certainly there. He's certainly going to be higher owned. Uh, I'm going to play both of them, not necessarily in the same lineups. I, I may have a, a double stack. I, I think it could be warranted in this particular spot. Um, I, I love Devontae this week. Uh, I think this projects as a spot where I think he could get it loose. I think the attention is certainly going to be on AJ uh, just from a volume standpoint. I, I think that the Rams pay just a little bit more attention there. Um, so my preference is Devontae overall, but that's, again, more of a tournament play than anything. Um Eagles across the board, definitely in play. Uh, I think that they score a lot of points in this one. Yeah, I I don't think there's going to be a lot of resistance. The Rams allow a lot to running backs from a yards per carry standpoint, 4.37. But also they don't create a lot of pressure uh, for the quarterbacks, which means, and and Jalen Hurts is certainly better when he's not under pressure, like most quarterbacks are. But I think the the splits are pretty stark with Jalen Hurts specifically. So it could be a pitch and catch situation. You know, I think Goddard could even get involved here, Mike. I I think so. Um, And I think that, you know, this is something I like to do. We've talked about it at times on the show. Um, If you can't quite get there and you live in a sports betting state that we have access to it, there are ways to hedge where you can make a lot of money. Uh, So an example of that would be like, say I really like A.J. Brown, right? I'm just not quite able to get there. I want to play the leverage play with Devontae a little bit in tournaments. There's nothing stopping you from betting A.J. Brown's yardage over. He can very – because that yardage over number is not necessarily correlated to the upside that you would need to win in DFS. So say his yardage – I haven't even looked at it this week. Say it's 78 to 85 yards, somewhere in there, right? If he has – a game where he only has 90 yards, you still cash that over his 90 yards, unless he's scoring two touchdowns, probably not enough for him to need to be in your lineup for you to win. Right. There are all sorts of things you can do. So in this matchup, whether I'm jamming them in, whether I need more exposure to them, I'm going to be looking to bet overs on Devonte Smith, AJ Brown in terms of total yards and their longest reception, because that run game where they're going to have success, that is going to lead to big plays in the passing game. Um, some of you may prefer that route with Devontae as his longest reception over. Uh, just keep in mind, though, when you're building some of these lineups, if you're someone who lives in a state where you have access to it, there are a lot of creative ways to get additional exposure to players uh, that allow you to really, frankly, win both ways, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that, uh, incorporating the betting aspect in as well. Let me ask you, before we move on to the next game, which again, I keep saying the word interesting, but this Bengals-Cardinals game, I'm sorry, is very interesting. Before we move on from Eagles-Rams, though, let me ask you, because if Cooper Cup is active, I mean, listen, I'm not going to ask you to predict what his snap share is going to be, but it looks like he's probably going to be on the field if he's going to be active. Certainly what I saw in practice, he looked like he was in, in pretty good shape. How does that affect your bring back? It, 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 or, or do you not have a bring back? Like it, when you got, let's say, a, a Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith or Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown stack, what are you doing on the other side this week? Yeah, so I, I'm honestly not quite sure yet. I was waiting for the Cooper Cup news. As you we talked about, it kind of broke when we were on the show. The unfortunate part of the Cooper Cup situation is he's $8,600 still. Uh, mm. at, if the price would kind of come down to, like, say, someone like Jamar Chase even, right? Jamar Chase 
largely hasn't been great this year because the Bengals have not been good, right? The price point is now suppressed down. It's been 7,600. It's up to 7,900 in this matchup. If Cooper Cup's price had been depressing like that, he would have been playable at 7,700. At 8,600, it's a little tough to get there. So because of that, I think that he is playable in the sense that I think it's a decent contrarian play. But because of that, I think it really hurts a lot of the other players there. It's one of those rare situations where because of the price points on the other players, I don't think a bring back is necessarily the best thing here. I I think that you're better off while we project a shootout and while the shootout is needed to push our guys. I think it's, I I don't think the bring backs really work very well in this game. Yeah, I agree. When you look at the prices, like Puka Nakua, 7,700. I mean, Tutu Tutu Atwell makes sense, but you got to wonder how many looks he's getting if both Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are on the field, along with Tyler Higbee and Kyron Williams getting targets as well. So again, you don't have to force the bring back. I think a lot of people think, all right, well, if I'm running this deck, I absolutely have to have a guy uh, in a bring back, especially in a high total with a competitive game. But in this case, sometimes the pricing just doesn't make sense. And, And that that bring back that you considered, you can find in a different game uh, that has just a much more concentrated target share. And you can kind of like let that function as your bring back, even though it's not a true one. Yep. All right, let's go to, you mentioned Jamar Chase, professional transition. Let's go to Bengals minus three at the Cardinals, 44 point total. Like, listen, I mean, recency bias here. Bengals look really bad. So we must not want to play Bengals. We must want to play Josh Dobbs because he looks pretty good. And he's only 5,200. Marquise Brown, only 5,000. Michael Wilson, only 3,700. Zach Ertz, 3,500. Zona defense, only 2,800. I mean, there's a lot to like on the Arizona side, but let's not forget Jamar Chase is pretty cheap. What was he, 7,800, you said, on the other side? Joe yeah. Mixon, pretty cheap. Tyler Boyd at 4,500, pretty cheap. I'm just very curious, knowing that you are a sort of Jamar guy, I'm very curious if you like this game and how you're playing it. I do. Um, yeah, I, I like the Cincy side a little bit here. I will be the first to tell you I lost a small fortune playing Joe Burrow. In, on one side, I, I played five lineups in each site. I think I had Joe Burrow in either eight of 10 or nine of 10. So it, it was not, uh, not super All pretty in. for me uh, in that particular regard, but I, the price points make sense. Still the volume though, we got to talk about it with, uh, with Jamar. I, I fully expect T Higgins to not play here. He was sidelined on Thursday, the ribs. I, I think it's the ribs. I think it's uh, some personal issues as well going on with the team. I, I don't expect him to be out there. Um, and in that situation, that's where I expect Jamar to step up even more. I expect a Devontae Adams or Keenan Allen-like performance in terms of target volume. Like, we, we saw him have 15 targets against the Rams. I think that he has 15 to 20 targets in this game. I think they just put the football in his hands as many times as they can. Uh, so I, I love Jamar Chase here. I love Tyler Boyd as well. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd, again, it's all because the Bengals just haven't been super efficient. Burrow hasn't been great. I think this is a matchup that they can certainly kind of break through in. Uh, when you look at his target volume for a guy that's $4,500 in a game, again, we think is probably still going to find a way to be competitive. Seven targets in week four, nine targets in week three, eight targets in week two. Uh, that's not bad for 4500 bucks. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, again, if you're looking for salary relief, there's plenty of places to go, particularly at the wide receiver position. And we've already mentioned a couple of them in Wandale Robinson. We'll mention another one coming up in this uh, Chiefs-Vikings game. Uh, we got a comment from Ernie Torres-Wershing. He says, just now heard Amon Ra likely out. Pick up Reynolds or New Dolphin Claypool. So that he's breaking two kind of things there. Uh, Amon Ra, I haven't heard that he's, quote, likely out, but he's certainly missed another practice. So we'll have to see there. Josh Reynolds, listen, if you're talking about uh, – yearly fantasy football redraft Reynolds really shouldn't be on the waiver wire. So I absolutely think you should pick him up now. Granted, some people might've dropped him because Jamison Williams is back. I kind of get that part, but yeah, Josh Reynolds would be a really nice splash play this week. Uh, Don't pick up chase Claypool for the dolphins. They just, for those of you that don't know, they just traded for chase Claypool. Like he's not really going to be that involved to the extent he is. We're we're talking about very limited targets. This is still the Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill show in a huge, huge way. So Mike, you agree with all that? Yeah, I totally agree with all that. Uh, if you want to get absolutely crazy, assuming he's even active, I, the only way I would speculate on Claypool at all is an anytime touchdown, frankly. Uh, I expect him to be a weapon in the red zone, potentially. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no chance that he will be up to speed enough on any sort of playbook and needed in this matchup. Um, where he is needed and where a playbook is generally understood is running a fade in the end zone when you've got guys like Tyreek and others to pull attention away. Uh, but again, I, I think it's 
don't waste time on that. Uh, as far as Amano St. Brown, very fascinating. Uh, did just come out from Shefty. Lions head coach Dan Campbell said he will not practice again today due to the abdomen injury. The team expects to know more about his status in the next 24 hours. Mm-hmm. The messaging was yesterday that he was feeling okay. He was running on the sidelines, running, you know, sprinting with trainers. I personally think he's got a good chance of playing still. Um, mm-hmm. While it's never a good thing to not practice on Friday, uh, I think that because the game's at home, I, I think it's very possible that he uh, does end up giving it a go still. Yeah, and I wonder, just by virtue of the fact that he's at least limited or will be limited on Sunday or maybe not playing, you think that spills even more ownership over to David Montgomery? I, I think it definitely would, yes. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it would. Maybe a reason to fade Montgomery in tournaments if, if it just gets – because he's, he's one of the higher-owned guys, right, Mike? Yes, uh, probably fifth in the running back order right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to your team. Uh, you mentioned Chief earlier in the show. Well, let's talk yeah. about the Chiefs. They're minus three and a half. This line moving around a little bit too. It was minus four and a half uh, yesterday, a couple days ago. And they're at the Vikings. Uh, great playing conditions. Keep that in mind, especially like if we're in October now. Um, we've already seen like, you know, playing conditions that aren't ideal, like in week one, week two with wind and rain and things like that. So in these optimal playing conditions in these domes, you always want to consider what that means from a scoring standpoint. But we've got two high-flying scoring teams here. And, and, you know, I mentioned that I think there's some value plays in this game as well. And and who I was speaking of was Rasheed Rice, who I think if I was going to pick a Kansas City receiver, whether it's in a stack or not, he would be the guy that I would probably put out there at 3,600. Well, obviously, there's a lot to like in this game, Mike. I'm just curious how you're playing it. Which stack do you like better, Mahomes to Kelsey or Mahomes to whoever? Or, of course, Cousins to Jefferson and how you playing it? I like them both. I'm going to play both sides of this game pretty heavily. Um, you know, it's, it's shocking. It's, it's a high total, right? Uh, for good reason. Both of these offenses are better than – both these teams are better offensively than they are defensively. Uh, and they each have some weaknesses that kind of play into the other strength here. So I, I like both sides. I'm going to stack Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson just a little bit more. Um, I, I'm not super interested in Tyreek here. Um, I think a lot of attention still goes to the Eagles for good reason. I love that game too. Um, I think this is a fantastic spot. I, I think if you're Kansas City, I, I like them to win and ultimately cover here. But I think they surrender points in this game. I think this is an incredibly high-scoring game. Um, when I look at Kansas City, I got to be a little concerned defensively the way Zach Wilson played against them uh, in that yeah. last game. Um, Zach Wilson, look, he was drafted where he was for a reason. He, he's clearly very, very talented. He's very young, very raw. He's struggled at times as well. Who knows if that performance is repeatable? You have to wonder, though, because Kirk Cousins has a lot more experience in these kind of situations, and he's got a significantly better weapon and really a suite of weapons offensively there. Uh, I think they're going to have a ton of success moving the ball in Kansas City. Will they punch it in from the 20 once they get there? We'll see. But I think they're going to have a ton of success, and I think it's a huge, huge, huge day for Justin Jefferson. Um, So that's the side of it I'll be on. Uh, I'll definitely be on the Mahomes side to Kelsey. Kelsey's the natural bring back for me. Isaiah Pacheco, someone I haven't mentioned yet. I, I like the way he runs. Uh, I, I think this is a huge spot for the Chiefs. And the yeah, Pacheco at fi- yeah, Pacheco at 5,700 makes sense. So let me ask you about a couple pieces on each side because people are going to be very intrigued by some of the cheaper pieces in this game. So let's start with Kansas City. I mentioned Rasheed Rice. Obviously, Sky Moore is out there. Um, Kadarius Toney's 4,300. Justin Watson is 3,400. That's 200 less than Rasheed Rice. And then, of course, Noah Gray at 2,800. I think it's at least interesting. I mean, you, you've been on – it's funny. You've been mentioning Noah Gray for like a year and a half, kind of saying like, hey, just so you know, this guy's pretty athletic, and when he gets opportunities, he typically takes advantage of, advantage of them as long as he's getting the targets. And we saw that a little bit last week. I mean, he caught a long ball. He looked very athletic. It, does he even make it into the conversation? Like, is there a scenario where you're playing this game? Let's say you're stacking the Jefferson Cousins side, and you just don't have the money to bring it back with Kelsey. Do you even speculate with Noah Gray, or you just go somewhere else? I mean, I'm just curious if he's even in the conversation. Yeah, I think you could definitely include him in the conversation. Uh, I, I have talked about him a lot. I think that when you when you look at some of the data on him in terms of vertical uh, forty times, some of the other actual like agility drills, and then you're out there watching him. I know there's probably people watching our show right now that thought they were watching Travis Kelsey score a touchdown in that game. Mm-hmm. Like he 
he moves a lot like Travis Kelsey. Uh, he, he's one of the best backup tight ends in the NFL. What wouldn't surprise me at all is Kansas City realizing that and playing both of them together a lot more going forward. I, I think that that is something we could see as Mahomes has had trouble with some of these receiving options there. This offense and this team, they're extremely creative. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's extremely possible that we continue to see the stock rise on Noah Gray. Um, I, I like him. I think it's an interesting call out. I think it's a good way to get extremely, extremely different. And the salary savings. I mean, it, it, it's $2,800. When you find a $2,800 tight end like this in a game with a 50 point total, like we've seen this with Donald Parham sometimes yeah. where people want to play him in the end zone. Mm-hmm. That's speculating that you're maybe going to get a target, right? Noah Gray has multiple targets in every single game this season. Mm-hmm. Multiple targets for 2,800 on a, this kind of a game script. Um, yeah, I, yeah, very interested still. So you might have already said this, but as far as the KC wide receivers, before we move on to some of the cheaper options in Minnesota real quick, is it Rasheed Rice? Is he the guy that you'd go with if you were just picking one? Yeah, I think so at this point. Uh, the, the price point hasn't caught up to where I think the opportunity uh, exists for him. Uh, you know, anytime th- there's a massive difference in these value receivers when you see games of two and three targets that they, you know, have a long reception in. When you're starting to see five and seven targets, and we've seen five targets twice now, um, that's something you need to pay attention to. The other thing that I'll call out on this is if you're, again, this is another player you could look to some of the uh, the prop markets if they offer this at your sports books. Uh, he's had a reception of 15 plus yards in every game. Uh, so you might look for some of those uh, the, the big playability. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I might actually hit that. By the way, Hawkinson over 54 and a half was a, was a call out from Frank. I, I would lean that way. That's pretty high for a tight end, but, but I do like Hawkinson. I, I, in, in fact, I think he's a sneaky play in this game from a DFS standpoint because he is kind of expensive and people obviously aren't going to be willing to pay up for him, you know, paying up for Jefferson as well. But as far as some of the cheaper pieces, Mike, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne on your radar at all? Yeah, on the radar, uh, Osborne is someone who falls right into that same rights category. Uh, the volume can be there. Sometimes it's not, but again, 16 plus yard reception in every game. He has had lots of long receptions in his career. Um, He he just, they have this unique ability because of how good Justin Jefferson is. And then TJ Hawkinson over the middle defenses, when they're in those hurry up situations that, you know, right before half typically is where Osborne uh, kind of shines. I expect that to happen again. So I, I may not be jamming him in DFS. I think it's fine if you want to, but certainly someone you can look to in the prop market as well. Yeah, Osborne 4,100, Jordan Addison 5,300, and TJ Hawkinson 6,500. Uh, as far as Cam Akers, uh, uh, Karen, Kareen, I, I believe it, Kareen, Hannah. Uh, no, I'm not playing Cam Akers. I, I can't imagine you are, Mike, at 4,900, knowing that it's basically, we don't know how much he's getting relative to Alexander Madison. Yeah, I, I'm not... Uh, not going to go there yet. I might be a week late at some point on it, but I'll, I, I want to see it first. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We got one more game before we get to Mike's top three and our cheat sheets, which we'll do real quick. Uh, Big baller, Jerry, I know this is a redraft question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Should I drop Josh Reynolds for Rasheed Rice? I wouldn't do that because I think Rasheed Rice has a chance, especially knowing that Jamison Williams is coming back for Detroit. I think Rasheed Rice has a chance to really start piling up targets. And for the record, Kansas city's schedule against past defenses in the next five, six weeks, it is like so good. So, I mean, if Rasheed Rice can just put himself on the map consistently, he can be a guy that can kind of win you a week uh, potentially. So I would probably hang on to Rasheed Rice. All right, let's go to Jets Broncos. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this. I do think Zach Wilson stacks to like Garrett Wilson. Like, like we talked about that on Tuesday. I'm not sure I'm going to go there. Like I kind of get it. If you, if you just want to get like super different and save some money, I think you could probably do that better with Joshua Dobbs, maybe even Ryan Tannehill stacks Uh, with all that said, Mike, my favorite play in this game by far and a guy I want to play in cash and tell me if you think I'm an idiot is Brees Hall. I just think the price on Brees Hall is, is really, really good. He's 5,400. And and that's the piece I want against this Denver defense. What say you? Yeah, I like him. Uh, I think he's certainly going to have the opportunity there. I think the the interesting thing is no more pitch count anymore. Coach speak, whatever, you know, did we know that he was 100% on a pitch count? Like the some of the carries, I, I think the thing with Brees Hall is, I think his workload is going to be extremely game script dependent. And mm-hmm. I like them in a competitive game like this. 
Uh, I think the area I'm most excited for him where I see some growth too, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? It's the passing game. He is really good and really powerful runner when he's in space. I, with, with a guy like Josh, uh, I mean, with a guy like Zach Wilson under center, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a, a spike week in terms of uh, Brees Hall catching passes. He had up to four targets in that last game. I kind of think that I, I like the call out here by you. I think he's probably five to six hundred dollars too cheap. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think he—it's funny. I think he should be like sixty-one hundred. I mean, this is like a this is like a premium matchup. It's like a premium game script. Um, I absolutely love him, and I'm going to play him in in cash games for sure. Um, and by the way, I know a lot of people they message me privately too, like, "Hey, like, can you help me build cash games and things of that nature?" Um, I can help you do that, but but just know that we've on this show we've already pointed out our favorite stacks, and we're going to do a little bit more of that in a second. Our favorite stacks, and we pointed out at least five or six cash game plays at running back and wide receiver that we really really like, and some pay down options at tight end that actually get volume that we really like. Uh, like John U. Smith would be would be a, a candidate there, but there's plenty there's plenty more. Maybe he's more a tournament guy. But my point is, go back and listen to the show and listen to who we kind of pointed out our cash game plays. It'll be very easy for you to build a lineup. And at that point, you're just picking and choosing among five or six guys at each position group. All right, Mike, speaking of position groups, it's time. We're 43 minutes in, <laughs> and it's the perfect time to do your top three at each position. So let's start at quarterback with your top three quarterbacks for week five. All right, we're going Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Kirk Cousins. No surprise there. Love these offenses this week. Uh, I think that the I, th I think they're all going to roll. Personally, I think they're going to score a ton of points. Uh, I love all the matchups individually. So we we kind of covered that throughout the show. I don't think I need to add a ton. Uh, I think right. we all kind of know that these are solid fantasy quarterbacks in general. Uh, in mm -hmm. terms of running backs, I listed the Dolphins running back first. I'm changing this to Alvin Kamara. I I'm going to bite the bait. I I think that. Uh, it's extremely hard to have 11 receptions and only 33 yards. Like that's really difficult to do. I'll Seems bet impossible. On, right. I will bet on his upside in general. If we're going to, I'll take, cut that volume down by 50% or more and give me just a normal uh, efficiency on those. And it's still just a total smash spot for him. So uh, I'm going to play him. So I'm going to list Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift and Joe Mixon. Um, the Mixon play will be a little dependent on the status of T. Higgins, uh, who was back at practice, apparently, someone says. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen that update for sure yet. Um, but I, I do kind of like Mixon. I think that they still continue to give him the football a little bit. I think that if Burrow is continuing to not be super healthy and comfortable, I do think they check down to him a bit. Um, so, yeah, Kamara, Swift, and Mixon – for the wide receivers, just like the quarterbacks here, it's a little boring for you guys here. It's all the studs, right? It's Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase. And I think mm -hmm. I'll have room to get two of the three uh, in, in almost all my lineups. Uh, when we go to tight end, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. Uh, I'm looking for Zach Ertz as a little bit of a bring back on some of the Jamar Chase exposure or the Joe Mixon exposure or the Tyler Boyd exposure. Uh, and then as far as defense, I haven't locked anything in yet on the defenses. Yeah, fair enough. And, and I, we, again, I, I mentioned some low-end defenses. Listen, you can pay up for defenses, too. We've seen our FFT DFS contest winner. If you have money left over uh, yeah. and you're just, like, trying to force feed maybe a higher-end receiver, knowing that you already put in a receiver that, like, you think is going to get a lot of volume at a low price, go ahead and spend up at that defense position and see if you can pull off, like, a, a Cowboys situation against New England Patriots, which uh, we had one, or, uh, one of our FFT DFS contest uh, winners do. Don't forget to sign up for that contest by the way and i do want to point out it, so far what i'm reading is that t higgins is back at practice but that doesn't really tell us anything right doesn't tell us if he's limited if he's a full participant or if he's just doing drills on the side so always you got to kind of wait for that news and, and we'll get more news later today certainly saturday and then of course with uh, the inactives on sunday about an hour and a half before each game all right let's do the cheat sheets real quick i'm going to start with mine since uh mike went for his top three and you can see the graphic here well i'll put this on I'll put this on Twitter as well. You know, sometimes these do change a little bit in the sense that like the actual cheat sheet doesn't change. But I do want to point out like sometimes injury news or stuff kind of breaks from like right now to let's say Saturday. And and I, I tend to be like potentially off some things, but like just keep that in mind. Like if there's some obvious news out that like somebody's banged up, like David Montgomery's banged up and, you know, you, you see a report, Jameer Gibbs, like you can go ahead and avoid this chalk play of David Montgomery. So just keep those obvious things in mind. Um, but generally speaking, these hold true for Sunday. I got Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown as my stack. But, of course, 
you can you can transition that to Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith um, easy. Uh, value Rasheed Rice at thirty six hundred. Uh, chalk play David Montgomery at sixty six hundred. It was really between David Montgomery and, and Devon A Chain there. So you know you can pick. pick Whichever one you want, uh, they're only $500 difference there. But I do think David Montgomery is the better chalk play there. Contrarian is Jordan Addison. I want to get pieces of that Vikings-Chiefs game. And I do think Jordan Addison is hes not really getting the, the snaps that I want, but I think it's going to continue to increase because he is the more talented guy versus like a K.J. Osborne. And I think he's going to get lost in the shuffle with a lot of coverage going to T.J. Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson. I think he's super sneaky at 5,300. My fade's going to be Tyreek Hill because I'm just not going to be able to fit him into my lineups. Doesn't mean anything he's going to do terrible i just i can't pay up for tyree kill this week at least i don't think i can so that's my cheat sheet uh mike let's hear your cheat sheet all right go back to that minnesota kansas city game we're going to start with kirk cousins to justin jefferson that is my favorite stack this week uh just a little price point savings on cousins uh but i i don't, I don't see anyone kansas city side that's going to stop justin jefferson uh, and if they try to, it's going to be Kirk having a big day. So I, I think that they both get theirs here. Uh, in terms of value play, it's Wendell Robinson, 3K. Um, you're going to need salary savings to play the way I like to play here. Um, I, I think the, the game script against Miami, I think the opportunity, I think this is a big, big week for him. Uh, as far as my chalk play, Jamar Chase is going to be I, – I like the matchup for him. I like the volume, frankly. I think this is a 15 to 20 target game. Uh, against this Arizona defense. I expect this game to be competitive. I think this is the matchup that kind of breaks out that Cincinnati offense, so to speak, a little bit. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a great spot for Chase. Uh, as far as the contrarian play, I like the Eagles a lot. I like A.J. Brown a lot. I think Devontae Smith has some massive upside here. This could be one of those games where Devontae only has six catches in the game, but two of them could be 30-yard touchdowns. I, I think that there's yeah. big – Big play upside in this one. I, I think they're going to have a ton of success on the run game. They're going to have to bring them in. Uh, and I think A.J. Brown takes all of the attention. So I, I think they're going to hit Devontae deep. And then, you know, in that same game, I'm going to – this this fade was published before we knew Cooper Cup was going to be playing. Um, still holds true at that point. Uh, it's Puka. I'm going to fade him 7,700. It's been phenomenal what he's been able to do. Um Cooper Cup's likely to be out there. I, I think that this is not the time for it at this price point. Yeah, uh, I, I like that quite a bit. So I'm, I'm not going to be playing any Puka Nakua. I'm, I, I find it, even though I have that Eagles sack, it's going to be hard for me to justify playing um, any Rams, especially, again, if Cooper Cup is actually active and playing, which it's really trending uh, towards being. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, uh, Tommy S says, take on Jay Connors. You must be talking about Jimmy Connors, great tennis player. Love him, uh, but not in DFS. Of course, you're talking about James Conner. Um, sorry for being a jerk about that. He's 5,800, and, you know, I think he's okay. I, if, if anything, if I'm playing this game, I'll probably be going, like, I'll go the Marquise Brown route at 5K. I might speculate with Michael Wilson, although that's highly speculative of it at 3,700 in spite of the two touchdowns he had last week. And, of course, Zach Ertz getting the targets at 3,500. I think there's pieces in that game. I just don't think that James Conner is going to be the piece um, that I'm going to go with. All right, Mike, we did it in 50 minutes. Pretty good. Uh, how are you feeling about the week? Feeling good. Feels good to be back uh, in my own home on the show. Uh, I feel good, though. I think there's a lot of great plays this week. I think it's going uh, to be a big one. Someone's going to win a lot of money. I agree. And don't forget to allocate some of your funds to cash games. We made an emphasis uh, today on, on highlighting some of those plays. So hopefully that's the way you can maintain your bankroll when you swing and miss, which I did last week, uh, frankly. So, I mean, again, the cash games, hopefully you hit those and, and you, um, you kind of like keep your bankroll. You see some green at the end of Sunday. That's, that's what you want to do. And of course you want to have those spike weeks in the tournaments. That's going to do it here. Don't forget to sign up for our fantasy football today. DFS contest. Again, it's in the uh, description to the feed that you're listening to right now. It's even in the chat right now. Come back on Tuesday for a recap. That's going to be me and Megan shop. It's a very quick hitter early look. It's actually a really solid pace. And we talk about a lot of the correlations and a lot of the plays that we like early to get you ready for this game by game preview. That's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today DFS. Have a great week.